0: The twenty fifth book of Orlando Furioso. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Orlando Furioso by Ludovico Ariosto. Translated by Sir John Harrington. Book twenty five. The argument. Rogero saveth to his fame and glory his spouse's brother that had else been dead, who doth recount to him the woeful story that so great danger unto him had bred. HIS COUSIN CHEERS THEM, THOUGH HIMSELF WERE SORRY. NEXT MORN THEY ARMED THEM ALL, FROM FOOT TO HEAD, GOOD MALAGAGE AND VIVIAN TO RELIEVE, WHOSE THRALDOM DID THEIR KINSMEN GREATLY grieve. THE STRIFE IS GREAT THAT GROWS IN YOUTHFUL MIND WHEN HONOR FALLS AT VARIANCE WITH AFFECTION. NOR COULD IT YET BE KNOWN, OR WELL DEFINED, WHICH PASSION KEEPS THE TOTHER IN SUBJECTION. FOR BOTH ALLURE, BOTH DO OUR JUDGMENTS BLIND and both corrupt the heart with strong infection yet lo sometimes these hurts procure our weal even as one poison doth another heal for here you see these princes that of late strave fiercely ton the t'other to subdue agreed to respite this their sharp debate and to repair unto the turkish crew to succor agraman's distressed state to whom they ought in duty to be true and yet herein love claimeth half the praise for she commanded them to go their ways. And on they went without more disagreeing, fair Dorilus, with these her servants twain, the tone in suit, one in possession being, and yet as then in concord they remain. At last they came unto a place, where seeing four knights themselves did solace on a plain, of which two were unarmed, two armor bare, with them a lady was of beauty rare with these a while they stayed but who these were and what they did and whither then they went a little while to tell i do forbear for to rogero now my tale is meant who would no more the shield enchanted bear but in the well did drown it with intent that men might know his valiant deeds of arms were done by force of virtue not of charms he scant had gone a mile or little more from this same well but that he met a post from Agrament, of which there went good store the captains to recall into the host he told him how the king besieged sore and like if succour come not to be lost commanded him as his true lord and liege to come without delay to raise the siege much was surgero with the message moved and divers passions strave within his mind he fain would have his prince's siege removed yet loath he was to leave his love behind but be his doing praised or reproved he was so to the present cause inclined first with his guide he goes to stay the slaughter of him that had deflowered marsilio's daughter they came unto the place an hour ere night where this same execution should be done a castle that belonged to charles of right, but late the spanish king the same had won and kept it in the midst of france by might by countenance of the great Trojanos' son rogero cometh in and none denied him because they knew the damsel that did guide him there first he saw prepared a flaming fire in which they meant to burn the woeful youth he thought so small a sin did not require such punishment no more it doth in truth but when he marked his face and his attire and heard and saw the manner of his ruth now sure i know quoth he i am not i or this is Bradamant that here should die tis certain she i see which way it went belike while i at yonder castle stayed, she heather came afore me with intent to bring unto the prisoner some aid for which poor soul herself should now be shent yet i am glad and very well apaid that i am heather come in so good season to save her that should die against all reason and even with that most furiously he flies with naked sword upon the gazing rout whoever standeth in his way he dies with so great force he hurls his blade about then straight the prisoner's fetters he unties nor was there one so hardy or so stout that once durst make resistance or forbid it no not so much as ask him why he did it as fearful fowl that in the sunshine bright sit pruning of themselves upon a bank when as the falcon doth among them light, fly without care of order or of rank, so when these caitiffs saw this noble knight, forthwith they from his manly presence shrank. So did their fearful hearts and courage fail them, when as they felt Rogero once assail them. No marvel though, for why Rogero's force was not as men's that now born later are. The strength of lion, bear, or bull, or horse were nothing, if with his they do compare, and chief, sith now he doth himself enforce to do as much as he or can or dare hereby from danger thinking to recover her unto whom he was professed lover now when the youth from danger quite was freed and all that sought his death away were fled he thanks the author of this worthy deed and thanketh her that had him thither led then when of help he stood in greatest need when otherwise he doubtless had been dead and executed like a malefactor Agnizing him his lord and benefactor. And furthermore he doth rogero pray To let him understand his name and nation. Rogero, musing to himself, doth say, What meaneth this so strange congratulation? In face, in shape, in gesture, in array, This is my love. I see no alteration. Yet strange it is, her voice should be so changed. More strange that she from me is so estranged. It doubtless... Is not she for if it were could she within three hours my name forget wherefore to tell his name he doth forbear until he may more perfect notice get and thus he said I have I know not where seen you ere this and I bethink me yet where it might be for sure I know your face though now I have forgot the time and place most noble sir said t'other I agree you may have seen me though i know not when i rather judge it should my sister be that fights and carries arms as well as men my mother at one birth bare her and me and we be both so like that now and then our servants yea our father and our mother have ta'en us in exchange the ton for t'other chiefly since in her head she had a wound for which she was constrained to cut her hair twere long the circumstances to expound how she was hurt and healed by whom and where since that between us difference none is found save sex and names that from our birth we bear she bradamant i richard am called she sister and i brother to Rinald, and further if you please i shall you tell as we do onward on our journey go a strange mishap that under me befell by being ta'en for her not long ago a hap that at the first i liked well but after wrought my danger great and woe yes with good will rogero said and then young richardetto thus his tale began it happened as in part i touched before my valiant sister passing through a wood was hurt with certain Saracens, so sore as had her cost almost her vital blood which wound to cure her tresses short she wore for so as then her surgeon thought it good the wound once cured, for which her head was pulled, abroad to go again she waxed bold, and, having travelled till the heat of day, all clad in armour as her manner was, at noon she took occasion to make stay fast by a watery stream as clear as glass. And putting off her helmet, down she lay upon a pleasant bank well clothed with grass, and sleep at last her heavy eyes did close, the place inviting her to take repose now while she did there fast asleep remain there happened to arrive into that place the daughter of marsilio king of spain that there by chance was hunting in the chase and seeing signs of manhood very plain with that her sweet and amiable face as horse and sword and target all of steel a little amorous passion she doth feel and taking then my sister for a man as by all circumstances well she might she offers her all curtsy that she can, and asks her if in hunting she delight. And then to choose a standing they began, and finding one far off from other sight, she opened more plainly that affection that had her heart already in subjection. And save her maiden modesty forbade, she would the same in words have plainly told, howbeit, with sighs with rueful looks and sad and silent signs she doth her grief unfold and when she thus long time discourse had had surprised with hope she could no longer hold but steps unto her and gives her such a kiss as that alone shows what her meaning is my sister at the first doth think it strange that such a suit should unto her be made and finding she had ta'en her in exchange she thinks it best, before she further wade, or let the t'other's humour further range, tell troth. For thus, she doth herself persuade, tis better to be known a lady gentle, than to be deemed a base man and ungentle. For what could be more cullen-like, or base, or fitter, for a man were made of straw, than standing in a fair young lady's grace to show himself a cuckoo or a daw, and lease occasion, both of time and place, my sister therefore that this ill foresaw and knew she wanted that that her should aid told her by circumstance she was a maid and thus she told her how the worthy fame hippolyta and stout camilla won in deeds of arms moved her her mind to frame to do the like while others sewed and spun and that she thought it to her sex no shame to do as women of such worth had done she told her this in hope this would appease her but this last did so much more deceive her for why the fancy was so firmly fixed that in her mind she had before conceived by means of speech had passed them betwixt that sore it grieved her to be thus deceived before her fear with some good hope was mixed but now even hope itself was her bereaved and this is one extremest point of grief still to despair and hope for no relief he that had heard her woeful plaint and moan must needs have greatly at the same been grieved. Ah, woe is me, she said, that I alone should live in such despair to be relieved. In past times I think there hath been none. In time to come it will not be believed that love should make by such a strong infection one woman bear another such affection. O Cupid, if thou didst my state envy, and that thou hadst to mind me to torment, to send such pains as others more do try at least, methink thou shouldst have been content, shall in so many ages none but I yield of so uncouth love such precedent? The female with the female doth not wish to couple, nor in beast, nor fowl, nor fish. I soul am found in earth, air, sea, or fire, in whom so strange a wonder thou hast done. On me thou show'st the power of thine ire, and what a mighty conquest thou hast won. The wife of Ninus had a strange desire to join in copulation with her son. Fair Myrrah with her sire was made a mother, and made Adonis both her son and brother. Pasiphae, except it be a tale, was bold, enclosed in a wooden cow. Yet in all these the female sought the male but nature doth my fancy disallow no daedalus could remedy my bale, nor art can frame nor sense imagine how this knot dame nature hath so firmly knit it cannot be dissolved by any wit thus been fair so was her name in piteous sort her woeful state doth wail my sister, unto her, her speech doth frame as chiefly to her comfort might avail, and wished her this unbridled will to tame, sith nature could not suffer it prevail, and that she would let that desire be daunted, which possibly by no means could be granted. All this, but all in vain, my sister said, to seek that fancy from her mind to rest. She that for comfort cared not, but for aid, doth more and more herself vex and molest now night grew on as they together stayed what time all creatures seek repose and rest the lady praised my sister for her sake a lodging at her castle then to take to this request doth bradamant assent and so together to that place they came where i but that you did my harm prevent should have been cast into the burning flame she that all kindness to my sister meant by many outward curtsies showed the same and caused her to wear a woman's weed, that men might know that she was one indeed. For why the semblance false she saw before of manly shape, to her was so pernicious, she would now see her in those weeds no more, the rather eke lest folk should be suspicious, if she had been as showed the weed she wore, lest that they two did live together vicious. She further was by physic rules assured, that contraries by contraries are cured but naught could salve the sore nor swage her woes that night they lay together in one bed but sundry and unlike was their repose one quiet slept but others troubled heads still waking or if she her eyes but close that little sleep strange dreams and fancies bred she thought the gods and heaven would so assist her into a better sex to change my sister as men, tormented with a burning fever, do dream with drink, they swage their grievous thirst. But when they wake, they feel their thirst persever, and to be greater than it was at first. So she, whose thoughts from love sleep could not sever, did dream of that for which she waked, did thirst. But waking, felt and found it as before, her hope still less, and her desire still more. How fervently did she to Macon pray! What vows did she unto her prayer annex, if so by mighty miracle he may her bedfellow turn to a better sex? Now near approached the dawning of the day, when she, in vain, herself doth grieve and vex, and so much more her passion grew the stronger, because my sister now would stay no longer. When Fiordespina saw she would be gone, she caused a gallant jennet to be brought all richly barbed in furniture thereon which with her own hand partly she had wrought this frankly she bestoweth her upon my sister takes it kindly as she ought and takes her leave and on her way doth get and home she came that night ere sun was set we that long time of her had heard no tiding i mean her mother brothers and her kin do welcome her and ask of her abiding why she so long from us had absent been who straight from us the troth of nothing hiding doth tell us how great danger she was in and opened from the ending to beginning the course of all her leasing and her winning as namely first how hardly she had sped and in a conflict had received a wound for which she was constrained to pole her head before her health she could recover sound she told how fortune afterwards her led where that fair huntress had her sleeping found she told us how the lady did her woo and all the circumstance that longed thereto to hear this story i was passing glad for why at saragossa i had seen this fiordespina and some knowledge had of her likewise when she in france had been and liked her well yet was i not so mad in vain to set my love on such a queen but now again i gave that fancy scope when by this tale i had conceived some hope love was my counsellor that me advised my meaning secret i to none impart this was the stratagem that we devised this was the plot the cunning and the art to go in bradamanta's clothes disguised and for a while to play the woman's part i knew my face my sister so resembling would be the better help for my dissembling the day ensuing, ere it yet was light, I took my way, my love and fancy guiding. I there arrived an hour before twas night. Such hap I had, such haste I made in riding. No sooner came I in the servant's sight, but well was he of me could carry tiding. They look, as princes oft to give to use, some recompense for bringing so good news. Straight out she came and met me half the way, and took me fast about the neck and kissed me, and told me how in this my little stay in anguish great and sorrow she had missed me. Then she did cause me alter mine array, in which with her own hands she doth assist me. A cowl of gold she set upon my crown, and put on me a rich and stately gown, and for my part, to help the matter, I did take great heed to all I did or said with sober cast i carried still mine eye and bare my hands before me like a maid my voice did serve me worse but yet thereby such heed i used my sex was not bewrayed and thus arrayed my princess led me with her where many knights and ladies were together my looks and clothes did all them so beguile they all had thought I had a woman been, and honour such was done to me that while, as if I were a duchess or a queen. And, that which made me often time to smile, some youths there were of years and judgment green, that cast upon me many a wanton look, my sex and quality they so mistook. At last came meat, both store of flesh and fish. What kinds of both to tell I overslip i maidenly taste here and there a dish and in the wine i scant to wet my lip the time seemed long that stayed my wanton wish and still i doubted taking in some trip when bedtime came she told me i must be her bedfellow the which well pleased me now when the maids and pages all were gone one only lamp upon the cupboard burning and all coasts clear thus i began anon Fair dame, I think you muse of my returning, and cause you have indeed to muse thereon. For yesterday, when I did leave you mourning, I think both you and I did think as then we should not meet again till God knows when. First, let me tell you why from you I went, then why I came hereafter I shall show. Dear lady, thus it was i did lament your fruitless love on me was placed so and though i could have a been well content to wait on you and never part you fro yet since my presence did but make you languish i thought mine absence minish would your anguish but riding on my way i somewhat strayed as fortune and adventure did me guide and lo i heard a voice that cried for aid within a thicket by the riverside a satyr taken had a naked maid and with a twisted cord her hands had tied and in his usage seemed so to threaten her as if that he would kill her straight and eat her i rushed to them with naked sword in hand and death to him and freedom i did give her she diving under water out of hand unrecompensed thou shalt not me deliver quoth she for i will have you understand i am a nymph that dwell here in this river and for this courtesy i do much regard you and am well able richly to reward you ask of me what you list and i will give it for i upon the elements have power i can with charms bring down the moon believe it i can swage storms and make fair weather lower what is so hard but my skill can achieve it to drain the sea or build in air a tower yea even with simple words and if i will i can enforce and make the sun stand still when as the nymph had made me this great offer lo lady what great love to you i bear i neither asked with gold to fill my coffer nor victory of which some greedy are this favor only i demanded of her to make me able to assuage your care nor named i any means for fear of erring the only way and means to her referring no sooner this request to her I told, but in the crystal stream again she dived, and sprinkled me with drops of water cold, which to my skin no sooner were arrived, but I was changed from that I was of old, and of my former state I was deprived. I felt, I saw, yet scant believe I can, that of a woman I was made a man. And, saving that even now I am so nigh you, as you may quickly prove my tale, not feigned. Else you might think I said it but to try you. Now, lo, since I for you this wish obtained, ask what you please. I nothing shall deny you. Enjoy that which my love for you hath gained. When I had pleaded thus, and she had hard it, on sight of evidence she gave her vard it. As one whose state is overwhelmed with debt, by lending or by spending out of measure that looks each hour when prowling shrieves will fet himself to ward and of his goods make seizure if some unlooked-for gain he hap to get by some man's death or by some trovey treasure is so surprised with joy he scant doth know if true it be or if he dreamed so so she that now did see and feel and touch that which she long had longed for in vain it overfilled her mind with joy so much it seemed in a trance she did remain therein her incredulity was such as to resolve her i did take much pain if these be dreams quoth she for these dreams sake i ever wish to dream and never wake not sound of drum of trumpet or of fife nor warlike instrument of any sort did sound alarum to our friendly strife but dove-like billing followed lovely sport this battle hazards neither limb nor life without a ladder i did scale the fort and stoutly plant my standard on the wall and under me i made my foe to fall if that same bed were full the night before of tears of plaints of anguish and a noise no doubt but now it had in as great store both smilings sports and solaces and joys no ivy doth embrace the pillar more than she did me nor apes can find more toys than we young fools did find to make us merry till joy itself of joy did make us weary the thing twixt us did secret long remain and certain months this pleasure did endure till some had found and told it to my pain as you well know that did my life assure yet i confess great grief i still sustain not knowing how her safety to procure. This Richardetto to Rogero told, and all the while their journey on they hold. By that time Richardetto's tale was done, they gan up to a little hill to mount, and when an hour and more was set the sun, they came unto the castle Agrismount, kept then by Aldiger, the bastard son of Bovo, of the house of Claramount, a wise and sober man, and of good quality, and bountiful in keeping hospitality and after he had bid them welcome both one as his kinsman t'other as his friend i hear ill news quoth he that i am loth to tell to you lest it should you offend but thus it is to let you know the troth i hear that bertolage doth sure intend to buy the prisoners that farah hath ta'en as namely Malagige and vivienne lanfusa taketh upon her to sell them and as i hear to-morrow is the day unto your brothers i send one to tell them but they be absent hence so far away as ere they come from hence they may expel them i am too weak to force too poor to pay my love is great to wish all good unto them but power so small as good i can none do them young richardetto much misliked the news so did rogero for the t'other's sake and when he saw they both were in a muse nor knew what counsel or what course to take no fear quoth he let me this matter use on me this enterprise i'll undertake so i shall handle this affair so handsome this sword alone shall pay your kinsman's ransom this spake rogero his companions cheering but notwithstanding aldiger his host gave to those lofty promises such hearing as if there were great boast and little roast which unto richardetto plain appearing who knew his value greater than his host good cousin if you knew him well that said it you would said he unto his words give credit then aldiger on better information gave ear and credit to his noble guest and made him cheer to suit his reputation and placed him at the board above the rest and supper done he was in seemly fashion in chamber lodged of all the house the best the master of the house in nothing scant his worthy guest will suffer nothing want now was the time when all men soundest sleep rogero only cannot sleep a wink for cares and thoughts that him do waking keep and in his troubled brain profoundly sink the siege of agrament doth pierce him deep AND WHAT DISHONOUR MEN OF HIM MAY THINK, AND DEEM HIS HEART BUT FAINT, HIS FAITH BUT FICKLE, TO LEAVE HIS SOVEREIGN IN SO WOEFUL PICKLE. HAD HE REVOLTED AT SOME OTHER TIME, MEN MIGHT HAVE THOUGHT THAT TRUE RELIGION MOVED HIM. NONE COULD HAVE IT IMPUTED AS A CRIME, NOR NO MAN PROBABLY COULD HAVE REPROVED HIM. NOW, WHEN HIS MASTER'S FORTUNE DID DECLINE, AND WHEN TO AID HIM CHIEFEST IT BEHOOVED HIM, FEAR, MEN WILL THINK, HIS CHANGE PROCURED CHIEF nor to just remorse, nor zeal of true belief. This troubled him, and little less than this it troubled him to think of his dear heart, whom now by evil fortune he doth miss, nor cannot once salute ere he depart, wherefore to write to her his purpose is, and so to her at large his mind impart, both that of him she may have certain news, as that he may his sudden going skews the chamberlains both prudent and discreet upon rogero quick attendance gave providing him of needful things and in meat ink paper light and what he else would crave then as the manner is he doth her greet upon the front as letters used to have thus after very hearty commendations or some such phrase of friendly salutations then he tells her how that the turkish prince had for his aid by special message sent who is besieged, and hath been long time since, and how to rescue him is his intent, lest men of cowardice might him convince that he away in time of danger went, and now would leave his lawful lord and liege, then when his enemies did him besiege. He prayeth her to weigh how foul a deed, how full it were of infamy and shame to yield his prince no aid in such a need that sent to him of purpose for the same he wished her for her own sake to take heed that no such stain might spot her spouse's name that being she so true and so sincere she should no blemish in her husband bear he further doth his zeal to her protest as erst he had in word so now in writing and swears that when his prince were undistressed the siege quite raised by concord or by fighting that foolish people might not make a jest to his reproach that common speech reciting, Logero loves to take the surer side, and turns his sails as fortune turns her tide. I shall, he writes, when that time doth expire, which in a month, I hope, will be effected, find some occasion from them to retire, and of no breach of honor be suspected. Then shall I full accomplish your desire, and do as I by you shall be directed. This only for my honor I demand thee, and after this, THOU EVER shalt COMMAND ME, THESE THINGS, AND LIKE TO THESE ROGERO RATE, AS THEN BY HAP CAME IN HIS TROUBLED HEAD, TO CERTIFY HIS LOVE OF HIS ESTATE, AND OF THE CAUSE THAT HIS DEPARTURE bred. BY THAT TIME HE HAD DONE, IT WAS FULL LATE, AND THEN AGAIN HE CAUGHT HIM TO HIS BED, AND CLOSED HIS EYES WHEN HE HAD CLOSED THE LETTER, AND AFTER TOOK HIS EASE A GREAT DEAL BETTER next day they all arose at break of day with mind to go to set their kinsmen free and though rogero earnestly did pray that none might take that enterprise but he yet both the other stiffly said him nay and thereunto by no means would agree unto the place assigned they ride together and by the time appointed they came thither the place they came to was a goodly plain in which no tree nor bush was to be seen here Bertolage did point to take them twain, as was agreed, Lanfous and him between. But first they met, while here they did remain, one that a phoenix bare in field all green, with armor fair embossed and gilt with gold, as in the book that follows shall be told. End of book 25.